to the Mom Village Podcast. We are three multicultural moms sharing our journey through motherhood with the Christ Center Foundation. For information and resources, visit us at our church's website at gofamilychurch.org. Or you can also email us at themomvillage at gofamilychurch.org. And please go over and follow us on Instagram at themomvillagefc. We're glad that you're here and welcome to our village. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mount Village Season 3. This is Gismani Ramos, and we're talking about Mom Gil. This is part two, and I'm with my ladies really quick, Kira Kelly. Hey, Village. And Kristen Scroggins. Hi, ladies. And our awesome guest, Dr. Sarah Rayner. And we talked in part one about some great topics. Kira, can you share with us? Well, ladies, if you have not had an opportunity, please go back and listen to the first episode of Mom Guilt. Sarah shared with us what is, I think, one of the best definitions of what mom guilt is. We hear that term all the time, but she was able to actually put it into words. And not only that, she was able to share with us what are some of the good things about mom guilt, as well as nine points. And when I say nine, she was very specific with nine points of maybe some negative connotations of mom guilt and some reasons we may be feeling mommy guilt. So if you have not had an opportunity, please go back and listen to episode one of mommy guilt. Sarah, we are so grateful that you are here with us. And just if you could take a moment to recap for our listeners today, the definition of mom guilt. And if you're okay with it, can you share with us maybe one of your moments of mommy guilt? Sure. So mom guilt real quick, again, it's kind of a boring definition, but it's just feelings of guilt or shame or even self-blame regarding motherhood and our interactions with our kids. It's We feel bad about something we're doing as a mom. And while there's not a ton of research on mom guilt, one of the things I can say is it's not unique to me and it's not unique to you. Everybody does feel guilty as a mom at times. That's Satan wants us to feel guilty and shame. That's what we see in the Garden of Eden. As soon as they mess up, they feel shame. But yeah, one of the times that I've felt guilty actually has been more currently. So I'm just getting get real and vulnerable. Please get real with us. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Our youngest son, he's doing his second year of kindergarten and, and kindergarten was fine. And I think it started with struggling with reading, actually. I just kind of developed an anxiety over going to school and I could not even get him to school the very last week in kindergarten. And it's just, you know, it's just continued, perpetuated over the summer. And now he's at a new school and he's just really struggling with school specifically now and not wanting to be away from me. And I know that's because he feels safe with me and safe at home. But I still have those thoughts of what am I doing wrong as a mom that my kid feels anxious or, you know, being in my career. I'm a clinical psychologist that works with kids and anxiety. I've done everything I know to do. And yet he's still feeling anxious. So what is it about me? And I'm turning it around on me at times or I'm just sitting there and, and feeling bad over maybe losing patience at times. Like, hey, this is kind of getting old. And so I might say things that are harsher or my tone's harsher and I have to go and make amends with my son. It's, it's real life. It's not easy. But I have to remind myself that I can only do so much as a mom. I have to be humble enough to know where I've done wrong, where I have strengths and weaknesses and evaluate that. But I also have to remind myself that my role as James's mom is not to fix all of the struggles he has, but to help him through that and point him to Christ. 
And it's also reminding myself of the gospel that I will fall short. I'm not Christ. Mm -hmm. There's going to be times where I say things that I know have hurt his feelings. I've said things out of my own emotion Mm -hmm. and the gospel covers that and it calls me to repentance. Mm -hmm. And so I have to go back humbly to him and not only repent to him, at times I've asked God, God, please don't even make that a memory in their head. Please erase that from their memory so they will never remember that. So, yeah, I, I think we all feel guilty at times, especially if we have a child that's struggling. Is there a dad guilt? And <laughs> the reason we know we're talking about mom guilt, but we're asking because, you know, you share in part one how sometimes ourselves with our own mom guilt, you know, we can translate that to our families, you know, and especially our marriages. You alluded more about that in part one. But since you're a professional and you give a lot of counseling, have you experienced for marriages a dad guilt? Why and or why not? So I know this might shock some people, but yes, there is a parental guilt, not just for moms, but also for dads. They might feel it in a different capacity Mm -hmm. and they might feel it slightly differently. So I know, especially if you come from a home where maybe your husband's the main breadwinner, there's more guilt for him if he's not financially providing for the kids or he feels like he's not being able to give them the experiences they want. Mm -hmm. So dads might feel a little bit more guilt if they're the primary breadwinner. But let's say you have the mom's the primary breadwinner and the dad stays at home more and he's more involved with the kids. He's going to feel maybe the guilt a little bit more than maybe a working dad. But if you have a husband that truly loves you and loves your kids, he's not just going to say, oh, yeah, our kid's struggling. They're going to be fine. Not my fault. They're also going to be humble and say, yeah, you know, maybe I'm doing something wrong as a partner. It burdens me that my kid's struggling, just like it burdens the Lord. And so the Lord obviously doesn't feel guilty, but sometimes for us that turns into guilt or shame. And so, yeah, there is dad guilt, parental guilt. It will be felt maybe in a different capacity or not as strong, depending on their roles or their personality. Men tend to not talk about it as much. They tend to not seek counseling for things like that as much. But yes, there is actually dad guilt. Hmm. So, Sarah, as we've talked about this topic, is there any wise counsel that you could give to moms to avoid having that mom guilt? Yes. So... There's some proactive and retroactive strategies I'm going to give you. I'm such a list maker. So I have six proactive strategies. <laughs> love it. Love it. We love, love this. We love this. Love two retroactive <laughs> strategies. Help us. Let's go. I want to hear it. Okay. So in order to be proactive, basically how to hinder or how to, I don't know what the word stave off, Gil. I don't know how to say that. I'm not an English major, but uh, <laughs> that's just not my forte. But okay, proactive, how to keep guilt from arising frequently. The first and foremost is to be in scripture and worshiping, because if you are in scripture and worshiping, you're less likely to forget your mission. You're less likely to forget your role. And you're more likely, you're going to be bathing yourself in truth. And we know by knowing truth, that helps us not believe the lies of culture and Satan. So making sure you're in truth, reading truth and reciting truth over yourself. Again, through worship, reading scripture, prayer, maybe even scripture memorization. So soaking in truth helps prevent you from believing lies. It's really hard to know the lies of Satan and culture if you don't know the truth of God's word. So that is number one. Number two, being a mom is a very sacrificial role. And as we talked about in part one, it's a good sacrifice that we're making. 
However, you still are a person and need time for yourself too. It's okay to take a nap. It's okay to go. Wait, 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 to say the that again. <laughs> it's okay to have a ladies' night. I feel it's so okay justified with my nap. Yes. Take, I don't know. Take some time for yourself, though. <laughs> so you're not getting burnt out. That's number two. Number three is share the burden with your spouse. It, you and your spouse, I can't tell you how to do your marriage, and, and every marriage looks a little differently, but you should be communicating about expectations of what's the husband do, what's the wife do, what are our roles in the house look like, how do we relate to the kids, who does bedtime, who does morning time. You need a structure to your house because otherwise you might feel chaotic or you feel like you're taking on much more and then you're blaming your spouse and that doesn't help anybody and then you feel guilty when things are falling apart. So share the burden with your spouse. Number four is to be in community with other moms and other people. Misery loves company. I hate that saying, but at the same time, it's always nice when we're struggling to know that we're not some weird outlier who's struggling, that other people can relate to us and that they might even have some things that help them that might be beneficial. It's the wise counsel of good friends. Mm. So community number four is to humbly evaluate your parenting practices. I don't know any good parent who says to me, I'm a great parent. I'm awesome. I have it all together. My kids, that's their own problem. That's just not what God's called us to humbly do. And so if we're actually saying, hey, you know, we've evaluated this. We know the discipline strategy. We don't have to feel as guilty when things don't go bad. And then for working moms specifically, there is some research on this. Specifically for working moms, there's less guilt and frustration when there is structure and division in place. So what we saw during the pandemic, moms got more stress and more guilt because they were having to work from home and their work and their kids were not separated they're intermingling. And it made it very hard for moms. So at all possible, if you are a working mom to have some, you could go to a building or have a structure during the day that I'm gone from the house. I'm doing my job during this time. And then when I come home, then I have these chores or these responsibilities at home. And so having that pre-planned structure actually really helps working moms. So those are the six proactive strategies for mom built. Ladies, do you want to add anything to that before I move on? Well, I might, but I want to hear the retroactive <laughs> no, first. <yes. laughs> okay. okay. Well, I have two retroactive. Okay. So. Let's say you're in mom guilt already. You've mm -hmm. done all the proactive strategies, but you're still feeling really guilty. There's two, and one I'm going to go way more into, and that's one, take your thoughts captive, and B, seek counseling. And here's what you can do. So if part of what makes us feel guilty is actually not the situation at hand. It's what we tell ourselves about the situation at hand. Mm -hmm. And so if you're having guilty thoughts of, like, my kid's struggling, so it must be my fault. That is your kid's struggling, but how you interpret this situation is making you feel guilty. You're believing a lie. So here's some questions you can ask yourself to take your thoughts captive, which is what scripture tells us to do. And research actually shows that challenging your thoughts can change your feelings. So first is, what is my thought? My thought is, I'm to blame. Okay, is there any evidence, natural evidence in this world to support that that's even true? What evidence is there in this world that says that's actually not true and goes against my thought? What does scripture say about this? Who am I in Christ? Like, what's my mission and who does Christ say I am? And when I look at all those, when I look at, is there evidence? What evidence goes against it? What scripture say? Who am I in Christ? Then I can look at that and say, okay, so out of all these things, what is the lie that Satan has me believing? And what is the truth? 
And so if you, taking your thoughts captive is actually being very active in challenging some of the thoughts and seeking. If, as believers, we're supposed to be truth seekers. And that's why I said it's so important to read scripture so you can know truth. But it's really important to seek out truth. And that's even with our own beliefs and own thoughts about ourselves to mm. seek truth in that. And if you're really still struggling, God has given people in the body of Christ. He's equipped <clears throat> people with different gifts. Yeah. And he's equipped some people to be good counselors. And so you really need to be seeking out professional help if you feel like you're struggling. So those are more the retroactive ones. So Kristen, what do you want to add now? (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, I want to say, Sarah, this advice is so timely for all of us Mm -hmm. and so scriptural. And the way that you're having us think about all of this is just so honoring to the Lord. And and that's really what we want this podcast to do is help point all of us as our moms in this village to Jesus. And so I would just would add, really not add, but just reiterate. So one of the things that helps me not have mom guilt is to be a really good repenter. Because the truth is, sometimes mm-hmm. I feel guilty because I have sinned against my kids or my husband or whatever. And so Instead of dwelling in that, I've got to be a good repenter. I've got to get on my knees in front of my little one's faces and my teenagers and my adult children and my husband and repent. And so I think what happens is we turn from being guilt focused when we repent well to being gospel focused because what happens with guilt, even guilt in a negative way is still at the root self, mm-hmm. right? Because we're we're focusing on what we have done, yep. our inabilities, our shortcomings, our sinfulness. And that's a place to land temporarily so that we can repent. But if we dwell on that, then we just become, honestly, I become a selfish brat. Even though I'm beating myself up, it's still selfish. Mm-hmm. But if I can become, instead of guilt-focused, gospel-focused, then I'm allowing my sin to point me to my need for Jesus. And what we know about Jesus is he keeps pushing his people along and keeps loving us because he's entered into this covenant relationship with us and he's not going anywhere. And so that helps me think, okay, yeah, I need to do better. But the only way I can do better is Jesus, Jesus being at work in my life. And honestly, even sometimes in our sinfulness, when we repent, we're teaching our children something through those things. Yeah. Why is that that we do that, Kristen? It's because it's so easy, right? <laughs> yeah. To yeah. forgive and humble ourselves. Oh, yeah. It's easy. It's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. And who wants to actually confess our sins? Yeah. And who wants to actually confess that we were wrong? You know, especially a mom that is overwhelmed, that is working hard. We get it. We all are working hard. We all have our burdens and our daily things. But what you just said, Kristen, is right there. It's so rich because... Man, it's really hard, not only for a mom, but for a dad, for a human being, just to be humble enough to confess your sins and realize sometimes it's not all about you. Yeah. And I think there's not a time limit on that as well. Mm. You know, there have been some times even here recently that I've had to go back and apologize to my kids because I know better now than I knew a year ago, five years ago. So, and for my kids, my older kids to hear me acknowledge that, I think it really does. It does draw them to the cross because they're like, wow, mom, you know, you had time to think about that. And yeah, you know, I was in a wrong position or I said something or whatever the case may be. So even, you know, there's no time limit on our repentance to our kids and to our husbands. And so, so it's not too late, moms. (laughs) So Sarah, what advice... 
Oh, sorry. What were you going to say? Chris, I was going to say, I totally agree with you. And, you know, one of the things, too, is when we have sinned against our kids, we should feel the Holy Spirit convict us. But conviction is so different than ongoing guilt and shame because we know from Scripture, we know from Romans 8, 1, that there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. So Christ knows we're going to mess up. Mm But it's Satan who wants us to hold on to that guilt and shame and where Christ has freed us from that. So, yes, there is conviction and we should repent. And that is absolutely part of letting go of that mom guilt. If I acknowledge I did something wrong, I'm going to repent. And then knowing that, but I've repented, I knew it was wrong. And I cannot hold on to that guilt and shame any longer because there's not condemnation. So I'm, I'm going to type on my notes. I'm adding your point onto my notes, friend. <laughs> well, you know, your point under the retroactive about taking your thoughts captive, that's huge, Sarah. It's huge. And it's a part of even what you just said, yes, we feel conviction and we repent, but then we have to move on because God does that, mm-hmm. right? He does not identify us in I'm our saying, sin. Yeah. And so when I'm laying in bed at night and I'm going to speak candidly that my biggest guilt is the things that I have said to my kids or the things that I have withheld saying from them. And so I can repent. I can do all those things. And then at night I'll find myself in bed going, oh. Lord, please, can you erase that from their memory? And and I wish I wouldn't have said that, and I'm such a bad mom. But that's sinfulness on my part because I've asked for forgiveness. I need Jesus. And part of the reason why I'm beating myself up is because I think more of myself, I guess, than I should. Like, why do I think that I'm not going to sin? I have to have a right theology about my kids' sin. Mm-hmm. I have to have a right theology about my own, too. And so you're so right, taking those thoughts captive. But you see, Kristen, that's the difference when you have Christ in your heart and in your family. You can go back and, like Sarah was saying, and realize what are the lies that that's the right. enemy is putting in my mind to believe and what is the reality that I know, scriptural reality from God's Word. And for those moms that are listening, this is why it's so important. And we share it all the time about community and, and knowing and sharing the gospel with your kids and being a community that can teach you about the Lord. And she shared about this because, yes, we're going to fault, we're going to sin, but we have the promises of the Lord. And that's what redeems us. If we don't have that, I mean, how can you handle the world and the problems without a truth or without a redemption? If not, it's just void. Yeah. Sarah, you mentioned that there's not a lot of stats and polls out there, but do you have any kind of, you know, stats or things that you've noticed in your practice of helping moms get out of this guilt? Like, are there communities or countries, you know, we're a mom village. And so we, we have all, all types that listen that you see that this guilt is more common or, you know, not really. So there's not a lot of research or stats out there, mom guilt, but what we do is no. Guilt and shame does look slightly different across countries and cultures and what people feel guilt and shame about. Mm -hmm. And so in America, we live in a very individualistic culture where we've in so many ways, we've gone from like idolizing our kids to not wanting to be a mom. Like there's so many things, but one of the things our culture has done historically is almost tell kids they're amazing and wonderful. And so mm. when our kids are struggling, if that's in our culture, we're supposed to make our kids feel happy, which again is not what scripture says, but culture says, mm. then we feel bad as a mom. I'm not giving my kid all these experiences on social media. They're not happy. So I must not be doing something right as a mom. And we're in other cultures, like 
specifically cultures like in Asia where they're more collectivistic thinking, mm-hmm. the guilt and shame may not be the same. It, it might be that maybe your child has done something to shame the family and that's an embarrassment to you. Mm-hmm. And so there's different shame and guilt depending on cultures mm-hmm. and what people actually feel shame and guilt about. And so that would then translate probably into motherhood. But mom guilt and dad guilt also it goes back to, and here's why I think it's not a ton on it, there's like people write books on it, like their own perspective and things, but there's a lot personality I think goes into it. Your culture does go into it. Are you a working mom, stay at home mom? That goes into it. Your style of parenting, all of those things I think make some people more apt to feel mom guilt than others. So I don't know if that answers your question, but I don't think mom guilt specifically to America. It just might look different in other cultures. You know what's so amazing to me, Sarah, uh, listening to you say that specifically about how, you know, there's different reasons according to where you live or your your culture or customs. But then I keep thinking about scripture and how scripture is so timeless yeah. and bridges all cultural gaps and meets us no matter whether we live in the United States of America or we live on the continent of Africa or in Asia, South America, that his word is true mm-hmm. for the ages. Mm-hmm. And that's so comforting to me that that in my struggles or my sinfulness or, you know, my desire to be a good mom, God speaks to that. And he speaks to us no matter where we are, if we will listen. And part of, again, the taking the thoughts captive, no matter where we come from mm-hmm. and no matter why we're experiencing this guilt, God has an answer to it. It's a universal language, God's Word. Yeah. So what advice would you give to moms to avoid guilt? And I know you already gave tons of facts and and a little bit of advice too. But to the moms that are listening, just simple, you know, advice or complicated advice, whatever, (laughs) to whatever depth you want it. But some advice to avoid this guilt. So maybe like something practical they can do today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so something practical they can do today, and I don't want this to sound cliche, Christian cliche, but really it is, tell God about it. Honestly, confess to God, hey, God, I'm feeling this way. God does not leave you ever. There might be times in your life where it feels like God is not as active, but he is active. You may not feel it, but he's always wanting you to come to him. And one of the first steps is to confess, hey, God, I need help. I can't do this on my own and to be proactive in in diving into his word today. So even if you're if you've been out of the word or you're just in 5 minutes try to add a little time but spend that time asking the Lord to help you cuz one of the lies and I think this adds to mom guilt is we believe that these are our kids and it's our responsibility mm-hmm. and both of those are lies. Mm-hmm. They are God's kids and they are his that we are stewarding. So it's our responsibility to steward them. But we have to remember that God loves our kids even more than we do. And his promises in scripture are true for them as well. And so we can't do it apart from him. Hmm. And so if you're feeling mom guilt today, I would just say spend some time just praying and, and telling the Lord that you're really struggling and that you're tired of doing this on your own. And you need him to walk alongside you because he is, but you're ready to accept his help on the journey. Sarah, that's such good advice. You know, our campus pastors at Family Church every January take us through everybody's favorite topic, finances, which really is your husband's favorite topic. And we'll ask you about that in a second. But we have a saying here at Family Church talking about money, and it says, God is the owner, 
and we are the managers. And so it's easy to think about, yeah, yeah, God owns everything. And so we have to give our tithe or, you know, be careful with how we budget. But the truth is that's true about everything, isn't it? And so what you just said is exactly right. We think they're our kids, Mm -hmm. but they're God's. God is the owner of our children. God is the maker of our children. And we just have the gift of managing that relationship. And part of what we do is manage that relationship and point them to their Savior. And it's not us. We are not their Savior. We can't be everything for our kids. And we have to remind ourselves. And part of mom guilt is we think we're their Savior. And we're just not. Our job is to point them to the Savior. And Sarah, you guys are so gifted in so many areas. But before we close, can you tell our village about the awesome podcast your husband, Art Rainer, has? Because I'm pretty sure a lot of moms need help with this department. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, you know, Art and I were doing a podcast called Parenting and Pennies, and it was on helping parents with teaching their kids about finances and just family finance. And we put a pause on that for now just because we're pursuing other adventures in our life but my husband is consistently he just left his job to pursue christian money solutions and he does the more than money podcast and so you know if you and your family are experiencing financial hardship and that's causing mom guilt on you he's got a lot of books he's got some really great resources too that you can tap into with more than money.com or his more than money podcast and he's going to continue. He's putting out more and more resources with his new company, Christian Money Solutions. And so, yeah, I hope that's a help. And I know, at least for us, that's one thing that I don't typically feel guilty about is what our experiences with the kids or what we can give them. And part of that, I feel like, is it's just been helpful to have a solid financial background. And so that's one of the ways we can be proactive in that area. Well, Village, you heard about it more than money. Just check it out on your favorite podcast platform more than money. And Sarah, we're so thankful because you always bring so much wisdom, so much joy, so much truth. And all this information is so rich for our village and ourselves. I mean, our papers are full of notes front and back. We're so blessed to have you like always. And we're so, so grateful to call you our friend. And we want to thank you for your time. And our village is going to say goodbye. So ladies, say goodbye. Thank you, Sarah. Say goodbye with us. One, two, three. Bye. Bye. Bye.